This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening, everyone. I hope that you can hear me okay. My name is Sarah Langdon. Welcome along to Teachers Talk Radio. This is my first show. I'm absolutely terrified. Please bear with me. I have to be honest with you. I am probably the least tech-savvy teacher you are ever going to meet. But do you know what? We're going to do it. It's absolutely fine. Um, Let me give you a little bit of context onto me and who I am before we get going. My name's Sarah. I have been teaching now for coming up to 10 years, actually. Um, I was a little bit late to the party going to university and doing my subject degree. I'm an English and drama teacher by trade, and I am currently a vocational assessor for the prison service, as well as also doing my own private tuition. So I have got a guest joining me this evening I'm just waiting for her to arrive she's just entered the live studio which is excellent so I just need to there she was she was oh this is amazing bear with me bear with me here we go I'm just gonna let her in and then I will introduce her is she in let me see oh my goodness this is so nerve-wracking isn't it (laughs) Um, Let me tell you a little bit about my guest this evening, who is hopefully going to be in very, very shortly. Her name is Rupinda Santhi, and we are talking this evening about the creative arts in education, the creative arts, the creative industries, and Rupinda is a multi-award winning educator and female leader. She's the curriculum manager for the creative industries department at Sandwell College for Visual Arts, and she has extensive experience of supporting young people and adults within their education and in preparing them for the working industry. Now, I can, when we had a chat, Rupindra and I had a chat on the phone last week when we were kind of getting ready for tonight. And we we share a lot because my very first, um, my very first teaching job that I got when I qualified was in the creative arts department as an English teacher for for kind of that department, because when students came in as um, when they came out post 16 into into FE and they were doing their their post 16 course, so their VTECs or their whatever it is that they, they enrolled on, if they hadn't gained the C grade or now the grade four in English, they had to resit it alongside. And that was my job. So I was teaching them whilst they were doing that. And it was the creative arts department I worked in. So I am super, super excited to talk to Rupinda today. And I believe she is here. Hi. Evening, how are you? Hi there, I'm very, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm, I think we're equally full of cold. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> I am so like, I've had so. How are you feeling? Are you okay? Sort. Yes, I'm okay. I mean, if I do have a coughing fit, I really do apologize, but yes, it, that's same for me. Here, we might have a sneeze off before the end of the show, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. So, tell us a little bit about your role as the curriculum manager for the creative industry department at Samwell College. What is your department like? How dynamic is it? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I'm the curriculum manager at Sandwell College and FE College. So I oversee art and design, fashion, um, photography and digital and creative media. So there is loads of different things always kind of going on. And I think what's really nice about our department is that we do try and collaborate when we kind of can. 
Um, and especially the the thing that we really look forward to as well is at the end of the year in about June July time we do something called the final major project so we actually um, create an exhibition with the students we invite friends and family yeah it's really great and people the public so they really get to share and showcase what they've been learning from the entire year and then they really get to showcase a a specialism that they really like yeah so, so is that across all areas is that across all the areas of the department so the art and design the fashion the performing arts yep. the photography everybody has a place to exhibit at that absolutely so we all just get involved we all get stuck in and it's just a really nice event it's a really nice showcase as well to kind of end the year on a high and for the students to kind of have something for themselves and it's always great as well because they can use pictures of the kind of exhibition as part of their portfolio because at the end of the day we are getting them work ready as well as ready for university if that's also the other pathway that they wish to take yeah absolutely how did you start your journey into the arts repinder well i think it was a bit of a tricky one for myself so i come from a south asian heritage background as a sikh um, young lady back in the day um, and I kind of always enjoy doing art I mean my mother always used to say you know you'd be sitting there coloring and um, I think my teacher at high school kind of says you know you're really good at this Rupinder why don't you take it further and I was kind of like okay I'll okay I will um, mm. kind of had a conversation with like my parents and they said yeah do it as a GCSE that's fine you know you've chosen other options such as like business studies and geography so yeah that's fine you can do that a bit on the side mm. did really well in it and then decided to do it as an a-level um and that was when again i really loved it really enjoyed it and I, that was when we were applying to do our ucas applications and i wanted to do it at university yeah and um, kind of kept it on the download to be honest that that's what i wanted to do i wanted to do fine art as a degree um, and then it came to the point where i had to kind of have that conversation with my family and, why did you um, keep you know, quiet? Were you were you concerned that they wouldn't want you to kind of go down the route of the arts because it, in inverted commas, doesn't put money on the table or whatever? Exactly that. So it was just kind of like, you know, um, family thought, yeah, you, she'll, she's going to go into law, she's going to go into like something very academic. Right. Um, so I think I, I knew that they would be like, that's not really a stable job. You know, you're not going to be financially stable if you do art and design. So, you know, it was kind of, I I was quite afraid to kind of tell them that. I didn't want to disappoint them. Um, But then it got to that point where I had to. And I was like, look, this is what I want to do at university. I want to do fine art. And it was just a case of that's not really a career. Like, that's that's how they saw it. So, you know, I had to really kind of say, no, but this is what I want to do. Um, And luckily, I had a very good, um, caring and supportive mother who still is till this day. Um, and was like, you know, you need to follow your heart. You need to follow your passion. Yeah. Um, and so I did. I mean, I did have some disappointed grandparents and things like that. Oh, um, bless them. <laughs> yeah. I bet they. I bet. I bet they're. I bet they're not now, though. <laughs> no, they're not now. They're just like, yes, that's my granddaughter. So you know, it is lovely. But yeah, and I had to just do what I wanted to do, and I did fine art at um, Wolverhampton University. So you know, stayed within the region of where I've kind of been brought up so that was lovely Um, and then that was when I sort of decided I wanted to do a PGCE and go into education and change other people's lives just how my art teacher did with me Um, and kind of take that stigma away from what creative subjects are 
so, so that was what I wanted to do, really. And that's the thing, isn't it? The stigma around the creative arts, the fact that that sentence even exists makes me have chills in a way. Because I was doing a little bit of reading and things in preparation for today because I had a conversation with my other half's grandparents actually yesterday talking about doing the show with you today. And they went, oh, what's it about? And I was like, oh, we're talking about the amazing opportunities that are opened up by the creative arts and his my, my partner's grandmother who's you know an elderly she was like the arts they don't allow you to do anything whereas when I was reading today I found I took a quote from um, apprenticeship standards and it said the creative industries are hugely important to the country with most people engaging with them daily through the media they consume the clothing they wear items they use or places they visit and it's the fact that there seems to be this stigma around this kind of performance side of the arts and this expression side whereas actually the arts are things that we absorb every single day every single day without exception absolutely i mean I mean, when we kind of have like open days and parents come in, guardians and they're like, okay, my son or daughter wants to do a creative subject, but you know, what is it going to lead to? What career paths are yeah. there for them to kind of go into? And there's so, so many. I mean, I always kind of say the same sort of thing to parents, you know, the, the seats that we're currently sitting on and talking over, you know, they've been designed by someone, you know, the architecture of this amazing building, the clothing that we're wearing has been designed by someone. And I think it's just those little things that kind of give that realisation to people that, oh, actually, creativity is all around us. It and, is. I mean, creativity was a really massive thing that everyone kind of turned to during lockdown. I mean, people were knitting, people were baking, people were doing all these kind of creative hobbies that they never really knew that they could do. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's what's also is so important as well. Yeah, about kind of Yeah. Oh, 100%, absolutely. I kind of feel like one of the 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 kind of good things that came out of the pandemic, if you like, was everybody embracing their inner creativity, whether they became a baker or a knitter, like you said, all of these things, people were posting on their social media going, look what I'm making. I've, I've made this, this, for want of a better term, this piece of art, but they weren't aware of it from that perspective. No, not at all. And I think that's what, you know, engages people and you tend you have so much conversation about the creatives. Um and yeah. I mean there's so much culture behind it as well. It's not just a case of, you know, that it's like, oh yeah, this is a painter. You know, you'd learn so much about the meaning, where it's come from, why it was done. It's all about sharing that expressionism within that piece of art. And people also get that chance to express themselves as well. Um, yeah. And it's an outlet for a lot of people. I mean, we don't realise it. I mean, sometimes even when I'm on the phone to like a call centre, I'm there just doodling. I mean, everyone makes these little doodles. And yeah. it's just those little things. It can start off from something so small and it can just expand so much. And creativity does help with well-being, And it's a scientific fact that it does help to improve health and happiness. And you do feel a lot better when you are doing something like that. 100% yeah I think I forget do you know what I, for, I, I remembered a really great um, reference that I wanted to sort of share with you tonight and I can't remember who it is that said it now if anyone if anyone knows who said this please let me know um, and they were talking about how there's this really um, 
dangerous kind of thought that the arts and the academics and the sciences are at odds with each other, which is actually really that's that's that shouldn't be a thing at all. And what needs to be happening is that the arts and the sciences and the academics need to be working together to improve how knowledge is communicated. And this misconception with the stigma of the arts and the performance side and, you know, the exhibitionism, there's so many life skills and so many basics and employability and all of these things that we push on students when they come into FE, even at the end of secondary education, from primary even, right the way through, we push it on them. And we are almost taking away or restricting their access to these things through being able to express themselves. Would you agree with that? I do. I do completely agree. I mean, you know, when I do come in contact with students, a lot of them have kind of had the creativity side taken away whether that is art and design photography even like performing arts and music I mean it's kind of seen as not really important you know the main things are like science maths and English but I mean I think it is making its way forward for the better because obviously at first it was all about STEM about the science technology engineering and maths and now they're adding the A in there as well for art and design which is nice Um, and I mean some of our students have got involved in like steam projects where they've been working with the Birmingham Metropolitan Hospital thinking about I know it's been great we're thinking about the architecture of the building and how we can kind of involve well-being within that because they're doing like an outdoor garden they're even doing like an amazing exhibition in the hospital which is really nice and so I think you know it is becoming more um, out there now in terms of embedding that sort of art curricula within different subjects but also kind of making it known in the the outside industry and the in the actual world as well yeah yeah definitely i mean if you were to have a conversation with someone for example in the staff room who was going no i i have no idea how i can possibly bring the creative arts into my classroom, into my learners. Let me give you, for example, I don't know, uh, trade boys, for example, when you've got the, the, le- the learners learning to be plumbers and your electricians and all of this. How would you recommend that somebody within that field could bring the arts into their classroom to make it accessible? I mean, there's so many ways that they could bring it in. I mean, it's even kind of thinking about okay if you're putting like lighting in what sort of lighting are you going to have it's thinking about where it's going to go as well because you want it you want it to be able to be accessible yet you want it to look nice you don't want to just kind of just put a light on the wall and that sort of it you kind of want to get them thinking about that so it's for example we're working with some of our construction students as well we're doing a bit of an upcycling project where we're thinking about okay how can we upcycle old metals Um, and normally obviously they just construct something but they're actually thinking about the kind of interior design of how they can construct this how it can be aesthetically pleasing so I think it's about giving them that different aspect of design rather than just thinking of okay how am I going to put it together it's all about you know thinking about the end product of things as well I mean I even had a business studies um, tutor come to me and says you know how can I 
embed a bit more creativity within you know the students work I'm, you know I'm doing business studies and it was a kind of case that they were looking at marketing um, and I've kind of given her a few tips on what she could do regarding like branding students actually coming up with their own branding or coming in contact with our students kind mm. of selling what it is that they're kind of doing in their business studies what it is that they want to sell and then our students are kind of thinking okay I see this sort of vision what do you think it's a bit like the kind of apprentice actually <clears throat> which is quite nice when you have yeah. people kind of going into the office and they're like okay this is what I see and then you've got the creatives actually creating it but it's nice because again they're like collaborating um, mm. and it's kind of just bringing that relationship together and it's also helping their confidence as well which is really nice and those communication skills yeah I, I always found that as well working in the working in the creative arts department the communication between all of the all of them the digital creative media um, lecturers the fashion lecturers the performing arts lecturers the photographer we all work together even with the English and the maths team as well to make sure that the learning package that the students were getting was consistent across the board and everyone was able to contextualize their lessons based on what they were learning but then we were also crossing over into teaching some of the trade boys and some of the hair and beauty students as well but i found personally having that experience of teaching within a creative arts department it gave me so much more kind of flexibility in the way that I learn and taught in order to be able to make the lessons much more creative for other learners as well to give them a different insight absolutely I completely agree I think it is a lot more flexible you can do a lot more with it um you know I think like you can have a lot of like students getting up and doing it rather than just you mm. know just sitting on the desk you can do a lot more like peer feedback as well like peer feedback is such a big thing um, and I mean, it, it doesn't mean to say that you create something and then you're kind of being critical about their work but, or even giving, you know, sandwich feedback where you're giving positive, something that they could improve on and then positive again. Um, yes. And I think that works really well within the classroom um, because I think that also sets them up for higher education because that is what it is like in higher education. You know, so I remember once, once my lecturer, you know, kind of scrutinised my work and I did take it a bit to heart, but it's kind of given them that resilience as well. And that's what you kind of want to do. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's always nice to kind of collaborate within the department. And I do feel that that needs to be done a bit more in other departments too I mean we have like the sports department and because they are always working in a team because sports is very like teamwork based 100% they work like that too and I think you know we do need to collaborate more and speak to staff more sometimes I feel that we don't have enough hours in the day to just kind of go away from that and have those conversations with staff because we're always so busy doing so many different other things as teaching advocates that you know that kind of needs to be embedded somehow yeah yeah De oh definitely would you say there's a difference between how you i mean you you are like fully an expert in educating young people and adults within this area would you say that there is a difference in how you introduce the arts to young people as opposed to adult learners who are returning to education who maybe have that kind of stigmatized idea around the creative arts i would say so i think I think I tend to see it more with 
the people who are just coming into art and design. I think because they've had their parent or guardian kind of paint this picture kind of, you know, oh, I don't really think it's going to go anywhere. So, you know, just see how it is. And I think those sort of students are a bit more afraid to kind of try things to stay in their comfort zone because, you know, if they do do something different or they do step out of their comfort zone, then it's not going to go right or so I feel like right. they are more on edge whereas like for example our returning students or adult students they're more willing to take that risk try out different things and if it doesn't work it's okay but yeah, yeah. when we have new learners and you know if they make a mistake or their drawing hasn't gone to how they planned it to you know they just kind of want to rip it out and start again they do and, you know they do. exactly and I'm a very big believer in no don't start again keep it in there if it didn't work can still use it again um, yeah. but it's about kind of rectifying where they feel those issues have gone um, and I mean they have I have heard quite horror stories from some of them which has been really sad actually where they've said you know my previous teacher at secondary you know kind of wasn't happy with what I did so I ripped it out so then they've got that yeah. sort of mentality and I think it's about building those stepping stones again again to give them that confidence and let them know that it's okay to make mistakes that's kind of what you do in life but you yeah. just learn from them for next time oh i absolutely agree with you repent i couldn't agree with you more some of the some of i that's the term for it as well isn't it the horror stories that you hear when you have students coming into fe and as an english teacher some of them came in with just the worst relationship with the subject that i absolutely adored when i trained to teach in it and i was like oh my gosh i can't i can't deal with the fact that these kids are coming in with this negative feeling towards something that's potentially so beautiful because of how they've been told that the way that they're responding to it isn't correct and I think a lot of the students that had difficulties at school with either teachers or a specific subject they found themselves going into the arts for that ability to let themselves be themselves and yet when it came to things like showing their portfolios they were terrified they were absolutely terrified of being criticised. Yeah, I mean, that does happen. And it is a shame for them. It really is. And I mean, all we can kind of do is work together to kind of make it a better place for them to want to come in. I mean, yeah, you know, the art room for me is a space where students, they do have that freedom to express their ideas and their thoughts and work creatively. And, you know, it, they're not afraid to kind of say how they really feel or what they really think. Um, I mean, you know, when I do deliver my lessons, for example, I will put like an art piece up on the smart board and I will just say, you know, what are your thoughts? What do you think of this? Some of them will be like, I absolutely hate it. Some of them will be like, oh, my God, yeah. I really love it. I love the colours they've used, you know. But again, it's just building that kind of conversation. And I think that's what I really am kind of pushing recently I mean especially due to the pandemic I mean myself and colleagues kind of noticed that when we were having like new cohort of students they had really lacked in those social skills because yeah. you know they weren't able to be in the classroom and still to this day we're still trying to build on that um, where learners are talking and they are doing group work because some of them are afraid to have those conversations with one another yeah. because they feel as though again that they're wrong but I think it's just having making that that classroom a place where they know that they're safe and they know that they're not going to get criticised. And I think that's a really big thing. And I think 
but like for example I you know say to students okay guys you've got 15 minute break and they don't want to go for a break they want to carry on yeah. and for me that's the biggest thing knowing that okay I think I'm doing a good job I mean they don't want to go for a break so that's clearly a good sign absolutely um, when you've got a student that there, doesn't want go and get a bacon sandwich you know you're winning <laughs> you know you're thinking okay I'm definitely doing something right here or you know and they want to do a bit of a catch-up session or they're like miss can I stop for an extra you know half an hour at the end and you're like yeah okay yeah, that's fine definitely um, so you know it's it's a space for them to kind of build and that's what you kind of want as a teacher it is it absolutely is yeah oh my goodness this is so wonderful um Let's flip it a little bit then. Obviously, from from my background and where you are now, I you would have effectively been my boss. Um, and one thing that my head of creative arts always talked to us about was developing English and maths within the creative arts classrooms. So with that as kind of a package when they come in to FE, how do you help your lecturers in fashion performing arts digital creative media etc to develop English and maths in the classroom so it can be difficult I mean we've had that kind of a lot like how can I think it's always easy for us to embed English so we always kind of um, speak about the formal elements what they mean um, and we always get the students to kind of um, speak about the formal element of a, an artist's work, including their opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think that's always a really good valid point in those key words that they use, like analyse, describe, explain. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you have all the kind of key words in terms of um, the different sorts of arts that there are, like abstract art, expressionism, all the different eras of art. So I think that's a really big point that we always cover in all the history of it. Maths, on the other hand, can be quite difficult. Tricky, tricky. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is tricky. I mean, in photography, they do quite a lot of maths in terms of, you know, when they're in the dark room and they're working with different sort of um, equipment and all the kind of liquids that they use. That sort so it's completely of contextual to the area that they're working in then, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think I think it's a lot more easier there. I mean, you know, in fashion, they're always like measuring the garments and, you know, doing pattern cutting and things like that. Um, yeah. And I think in art and design, we do use it, but not as much as <clears throat> I think we kind of could. But then again, it's kind of difficult. So it, like if we're doing a perspective lesson, we are we're using rulers and, and things like that all the time. If we're doing like plaster Paris um, sculptures, we're kind of measuring the powder and the water that we're using. But I think with art and design on it itself, it is very difficult to kind of embed yeah maths really i mean we have looked at different ways we've we have shared best practice with one another what works in their classroom and what we could kind of take into ours um and i think it does need a bit more developing on that um but you know i'm always open up to uh, different kind of thoughts different ideas that staff have got really oh, i was gonna um, say if anyone has any suggestions of how you can embed english and maths into creative arts that that that's definitely we're all about sharing good practice right absolutely all about absolutely. sharing good practice. <laughs> um i'm just going to take a minute rupinda if i may just to mention the sponsors of the show this evening yeah. first of all this show is brought to you in partnership with john cat education 
a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your professional development today, as well as the wonderful With and Slack group who are a leading provider of specialist education and care. They need people like you to help them achieve even more. And at Within Slack, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression and rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. Check out withaslackgroup.com forward slash careers. There we are. Um, so Rupinda, with talk to me about where you as a leader of as a leader of the creative arts and the creative industries department, what is your hope for the future of the creative arts? What would you like to see happen, especially within things like the end of sort of secondary school when people are starting to look at where they might be going next? I think what I hope to do is kind of let young people know more about the careers that they can go to within the kind of creative subject because I feel that students you know it's okay for a tutor or teacher lecturer to stand in front of the classroom and kind of say you know this is what an architecture do architect does you know these are the qualifications you need etc etc and yeah. I think it's more about getting those actual working industry people within the classroom who have that first-hand experience because I really feel that students kind of soak things up like a sponge when they actually have someone in front of them who's different who's lived in that sort of working industry and can kind of give them all the tips and things like that that they need to I mean we've done that with a few people within the industry you know we had like an animator come in we've had like a tattooist come in as well oh and wow really? really what was that yeah. like that was really interesting actually reasons being because it was one of our ex-students so that went down that's that's amazing that's amazing. Yeah, so that was, I hope, that was I hope really Shanique good. was listening, who does the late show on Sundays, because she and I did a show ages ago about teachers with tattoos and piercings and kind of the persona around that. Oh, that, wow. oh, I must, that would be amazing. Yeah, oh I mean, you know, we have a lot of students actually that come in and say, you know, I want to be a tattooist. I think the main ones are usually tattooist, architect. And then animation design, that's kind of what people want to go into. They love their animation and manga and things like that. Those are like the top three right. at the moment. Um, this year, it's been more kind of interior design, which has been quite nice. But okay. yeah, so like going back to that. So yeah, so we had one of our ex-students coming in who's a tattooist and he kind of spoke about what he did. And it was quite nice because he did a level three with us. Mm. Um, so he kind of shared the importance of a portfolio and what he did to get to where he is. Um, and it was really nice. And the students are really engrossed in it. So when, you know, you have someone like that in front of you um, who's been through it, I think it means a lot more to the students students and it kind of opens their eyes up a bit more and I think that's what we kind of need to embed more within the curriculum is actually having these guest speakers in um, and speaking about that really I think that's what I would like to see further and yeah. you know just sharing more diversity as well um, within the kind of classroom and within the creative sector. I mean, we're having so many diverse people now coming from, you know, Asian backgrounds, black backgrounds, it, and it's great to kind of see that. It and is. I think that just kind of needs to grow, really. 
yeah really yeah was. how how would you promote the creative arts to those diverse groups with regards to getting them to come and enroll because maybe it's i mean it's like you said coming from your background there was kind of that barrier a little bit of of going down that route initially and kind of you kind of not wanting to tell them that you wanted to do your fine art degree how how could you make it more accessible to those those more diverse groups I think it's just about kind of promoting it more and I think what really works quite nicely so for example um there was like a South Asian girl who joined the course and she right. also went elsewhere and because she knew as me as a South Asian woman that I was going to be teaching her that was what drew her to actually wanting to come here which yeah. is really nice actually and I think when students see that diversity in front of them and see someone that you know represents them I think it you know it does kind of let them think okay if, if she's like that I can be like that too and I think it's yeah. about having those role models isn't it really I mean Absolutely. I was quite fortunate as well to be invited on the seat channel which was lovely um, and actually speak about my journey on there and what I did and you know the kind of the barriers that I faced um, going through art and design and, you know, in it not being seen as a proper subject or and all those things that came along with it. So that was really interesting, actually, and being able to kind of represent my heritage and my religion through that platform was a real big eye opener as well. Um, and it was just nice to actually have that opportunity to sort of share that as well. So I hope that, you know, that may be other people have seen that and it's kind of helped them to think okay actually that's what I also want to do I shouldn't be afraid I should you know be who I want to be and share my passion and follow my heart because like I always say to my students you know the sky's the limit you can do whatever you want to be you only live once so you know make the most out of it oh my goodness yeah you're absolutely right um I wanted to share with you something that one of my my students actually said to me. Um, he's a post 16 student. He's got additional needs and he is currently training to be a roofer. He is probably one of the most wonderful young men that I've ever met. He has no filter. He tells you exactly as it is. If he has something to say, he will say it. Um, I was talking to him about um, creative learning and things because he's really into like rap music and he likes to write his own lyrics. He's very good at it. And um, I said to him, I said, you know what, Paddy, sometimes we just need to channel your positivity, your creativity. Um, and he went to me, he was like, Sarah, creativity isn't something you can channel correctly and put into one thing. Creativity is in everything. And I think that is just one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. And he told me that I could tell you that. Oh, that is lovely. <laughs> Love to tell Paddy, I completely agree with him. That was such a lovely quote that he's kind of put together. Um, yeah and when i hear things like that you know it does make me feel like yeah we're amazing you know creativity is amazing um and i think we all need to do a bit more of it i mean there's you know i did a workshop actually with um staff and they were like you know i don't i've got no creativity i haven't got any creativity in my bones you know yeah. um and i did like a bit of a zentangle cpd session with staff and it was really nice and we had a bit of like well-being music in the background that sounds amazing tell us about it that it was really good actually so um i think it was again it was when it was like covid um right and i think we needed a bit of an outlet so i think like sports department did a bit of a kind of um 
sort of fitness little video and I thought you know we need to do a bit more art sort of based things so that was when I kind of did like a Zentangle um, kind of workshop with some staff and it was really nice and I mean some of them I think were like oh my god this feels so good I'm taking time out from me and what one thing that one um, staff member did say was like I feel a bit guilty actually just taking out the time and not doing anything um, but oh, then it was like you, know, you shouldn't feel guilty you know taking out the time and doing this this is for you and you know it was really nice because she was like I could just carry on doing this all day and I was like well you carry on doing this after you kind of do it and that was really nice and it was nice kind of mutual conversation going on we wasn't talking about work we wasn't talking about students and it was just like a really nice, calm atmosphere, actually. Um, and I think that's what it's about as well. You have to take that time out for yourself as a, an educator. Yeah. You know, we're always thinking about, you know, students and getting them through and all the yeah. prep that comes along with it. And, you know, I think it's really important to have that balance as well um, and kind of have that creat creativity. Because I have a lot of people say to me, you know, do you do art in your own time? And I wish I did do it more. Um, I think the main time I get to do it is in the six week holidays. Right. I always take time out to, you know, go to diff to see different exhibitions, see what's going on. I have do you my paint amazing... do you paint yourself or anything? I don't really paint myself. Um I do like kind of I am more kind of textile based. Ah, so I okay. like doing a bit of textile stuff. I nice. quite like sculpture as well. Um, mm. I do I have done like a few paintings and things, but I've always dibbled and dabbled out of everything. But I think yeah. again it's just, you know, understanding and seeing what's going on in the kind of within your area as well. So, you know, I, I do always kind of like go to exhibitions like Birmingham Art Gallery icon. Yeah. I mean when the Commonwealth Games was going on it was lovely. And mm. kind of just sharing that with the students. So, you know, went to um Birmingham Birmingham about two weeks ago with our level two BTEC learners and for some of them it's the first time they've ever been to a museum or even yeah. been to a gallery and you know they were so engrossed by it all they were just like wow this is amazing when are we going to go to the next one um, oh, I love that had, that's yeah, amazing exactly a lot of them hadn't even gone to anything like that in you know primary or secondary school and for me it was quite a shock because a lot of them yeah. had actually done GCSE art in secondary and they'd, not and they'd been, never been to a gallery they'd not been no they'd not been to an exhibition how do you do an art qualification without going to a gallery that's what I mean so I was very shocked about that right. um and you know again it's all about kind of embedding that within the curriculum like yeah. you know it's you need to do that you need to show them what's going on they need to have those role models they need to have those artists that they can you know yeah. look to and want to sort of be um, yeah. And I think that's really important. I mean, I'm even taking our level threes next week to London, which is going to be really nice. Oh, where are you so, going? So we're going to the Courtauld Art Gallery um, because we've been fortunate. Oh, for can about I come? Three can I come? You come along, Sarah. Of course you can. <laughs> we'll just shove you in the coach. At the I'll back just pop me in the boot. No one will notice I'm there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so it's really nice. And, you know, we've, we do art workshops with Courtauld Art Institute, which right. is really nice. Um, and then we're going to the Tate Modern. So That's it's quite awesome. nice for them to see the kind of 
traditional art and then the modern yeah. crazy contemporary art and sometimes they're just like what the hell is that but again <laughs> it's kind of showing them what it's all about really and you want to give them that yeah. sort of experience and that enrichment to kind of enrich their actual yeah. stuff like that is so it. important it's so important isn't it and also like when um with performing arts and things we used to have people like frantic assembly coming in and doing workshops with the students and that kind of that kind of hands-on first experience of meeting artists and seeing art face to face which kind of leads me on to my next point which kind of also goes off the back of if anyone, people listen to tom's show before this when he was talking about kind of online learning platforms and resources and things like that how did the creative arts at your college deal with lockdown what was what was online learning like as a creative industries department well that was a bit of a tricky one at the start because when it happened we were like is this really happening um yeah. so my colleague who i worked with then leon um we kind of you know spoke about what are we going to do um and at the time it was kind of like you know should should we use google classroom you know should right. we use moodle which the college always use mm -hmm. and then we came across something called edmodo which was really really good actually it was a really nice platform what was that called um, sorry it was called Edmodo, but unfortunately, it stopped this year in September, oh. which was so sad. I was literally like, "R.I.P." Um, but it really, <laughs> did, but it will always stay with me because it took us through to um, the pandemic. So, what but, was yeah, it? It was a really nice platform. So, it was almost like a platform, which kind of was a bit like sort of like Facebook, but. Oh. in an education kind of way platform um so you know students could share pictures that they had created on there we could put comments on there quizzes you could was put it kind of like blend nice... space uh, slightly slightly yeah. but this was actually more like user friendly so it's quite nice they could <laughs> so not blend not that blend space is rubbish or anything. <laughs> no 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 not at all but it was a bit user friendly sorry my yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah so you could like submit um assignments and things like that on there so mm -hmm. it was really nice it was like a really nice space that all this all students could kind of get involved in um right. and then it kind of got to the point where we're like okay we're doing practicals how can we kind of show practicals because we'd always do demonstrations in the classroom i was going to say so it isn't was, conventional the way you could do it yeah exactly so that was when i thought okay i really had to think about it and i thought okay let's do some youtube tutorials so you know got myself a tripod used my phone started doing some tutorials edited them you know put text and stuff in them and would kind of share those with the students and i think that's kind of put a spring in my step actually i absolutely loved it i was like oh my god i'm going to be an amazing Did you? youtuber oh good. really <laughs> yeah I, re I really really enjoyed it actually um so yeah kind of add it to your cv curriculum lead award winner youtuber <laughs> absolutely how cool is that um yeah so you know that really kind of helped and at first we were like how are we gonna how are we gonna show the students what we want them to do a lot of them haven't used this material before um right. and we also actually created art packs as well so when you know the pandemic was happening myself and my colleague we went to the college and we put all these art packs together for the students and they quickly picked them up so you know we kind of gave them everything that we thought that they needed and um, a lesson in a bag effectively yeah basically i think it was lessons actually so we yeah. kind of just shoved everything in there and they worked from that um yeah and those videos really really helped because they were able to kind of see these demonstrations but what was really interesting was that i'd get messages like miss i didn't know you could do that 
and, <laughs> and things like that. And he was like, yes, believe it or not, I can. Um, so I think it, they saw this different side of me. It wasn't just, you know, a teacher in front of the classroom teaching. They really do think stuff. that we live in a box somewhere, don't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> do, bless them. <laughs> they on, really do. You go out. <laughs> <laughs> Who said you could go out? You can't do that. Um, yeah, so that's quite funny, actually. But, yeah, so that was what really kind of helped. And from that... Um, I think it kind of got other staff thinking, oh, that that worked for Rupi. Let's kind of do do the same. And I think it kind of went across the college, and people were starting to do that in terms of staff. And it and it was really really helpful. Um, and I mean, a big one that we used was like Padlet. Um, we used oh, I love like Padlet. Google. I love, I love Padlet. It. Mm-hmm. It's so good. We and um, we used like Google Arts and Culture, which was really nice. So. Because you could use it on your phone, it was phone friendly. You could kind of oh, put nice. in any gallery that you wanted to, and you could basically have like a virtual tour around it. Kind so of like a live one. stream of the gallery in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, basically. That epic. So that was really nice. Um, and the college were quite fortunate enough when we started coming back into the college after the pandemic to actually have VR headsets. So all of our students, Blimey. every kind of September when they start with us, we get them to put on these VR headsets and it's really nice. It's almost like it's a bit of like a um, an icebreaker. So, you know, they first come in and you know what they're like. They don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And they just want to keep themselves to themselves. They're like angels then, aren't they? And mm-hmm. then um, we kind of get them to put these VR headsets on and they're kind of doing all these sort of, so it was called like multi-brush and they're actually creating these 3D drawings and they're being able to walk around them. And for them, it was like, wow, this is amazing. And I think it was a real big eye opener to kind of show how the 21st century technology is changing and you don't have Definitely. to just use the tradi- traditional pencil to paper. You can use, you know, these kind of controllers that you've got in your hand and, you know, you, you look like a crazy robot, but, you know, you're having the time of your <laughs> life. You're doing something completely different. And, you know, one of these students might be the first people to actually create these kind of virtual um pieces of art and you can actually create like a virtual exhibition of your own as well so that's what some of our students did this year so we were able to see all their drawings and then we basically had a web page of everything that they could do but again it's given them a different skill it's given them different knowledge as well yeah. and really opening their minds and I think that's really important I don't feel like you know you should just limit them I think they need to try out everything and anything and really understand what you know what works for them and what they really enjoy absolutely so, yeah oh my goodness yeah and I think everything that you've just talked about has done nothing more than accentuate how significant the arts are in how adaptable they are how diverse they are but also how quickly they evolve to keep up with everything else and you see sometimes kids that aren't given these opportunities lacking in the ability to be able to do some things because they haven't been exposed to stuff particularly in the in the you know the the financial stuff that's going on at the minute everyone's having a little bit of a rough time and the creative arts just give you so many opportunities to act especially now to access stuff that you wouldn't be able to that you're going to be able to transfer into adult life into employment etc etc absolutely it really is and i mean even to the point where they can use this technology to kind of um have a kind of an interview so there's even like on the vr headsets they can even do like a pre-mock-up interview 
with like a potential employer um, and it kind of picks up on the way that they're talking um, if they keep saying the same word over and over again. Right. Um, and it's just amazing how it can just help with that um, because at the end of the day, you know. That we sounds are like an amazing tool. It is. And, you know, some of our students have been really fortunate to actually use that um, and kind of have access to that sort of technology. But again, it's getting our students prepared for the working industry. I mean, like I kind of said earlier, a lot of them do have, you know, social communication issues where they don't yeah. know how to they don't want to socialize and then they're quite scared and anxious to go out in the working industry and i think by just giving them this as a different platform it is kind of building on that sort of confidence and it's making them think okay if i can do this now it's going to make it a bit easier for them later down the line and i think it's just really important that we ensure that they are ready for that working industry because the amount of competition that there is you know it's just it's just mind-boggling as well oh my goodness sorry i was going to cut you off carry on now go on you carry on (laughs) (laughs) i was no i was i was no all i all i was going to say was a really long-winded sentence that i agreed with you so yeah i feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours i really do um so when it comes so when it comes to you enrolling for college so you're getting ready for let's say it's where are we now you said earlier june july you start getting together and organizing stuff when it comes to enrollment and advertising your college and the courses how do you put it out there how do you what language do you use what visuals do you use to make people go i need to go there i have to go and learn there Well, we're quite fortunate enough that we kind of make all these kind of promotional videos of our different areas. Um, You know, we have quite good marketing. And I think for us, really, I started a Instagram page for Sandwell Art. So I share everything that we do on there. So a lot of students kind of see that. I mentioned that during like enrolment days or open evenings along with other staff. Yeah. Um, And I think Instagram is quite a big thing in terms of you know those social media platforms um, because big students can just kind of look at those pictures and it's like yeah that's fine I feel like if we give them a prospectus they're kind of like oh look how many pages there are in this no <laughs> and it kind of just puts them off straight away. yellow pages isn't it yeah, Some exactly of exactly as soon as they start to see pictures and these kind of interactive videos that's it yeah. you've got them you've got them straight in so I think it's just about kind of doing that so I kind of promote our course throughout the year and show them what we're doing and I think that's what kind of makes us stand out as well in that sort of sense it's kind of just showing what they can also do and showing them that you know there is no limits to what they want to do as well um so I think that's what the main thing that we tend to do is um so yeah I would say that's it Definitely. I mean, I'd, I'd come. I'd come and I'd come and study there. I was actually having a look at. I was actually having a bit of a nosy earlier on at the, the art and design section of the Summer College and all your bits. And there's a lovely video of you on there talking about it as well. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> but no, it was so it was so good. And I kind of felt like. I mean, obviously, I was uh, a, a student once looking to go into into the arts, and because obviously I did a drama degree, drama and literature degree. Um, but then like I was very oppressed by my parents in that they wouldn't they really didn't want me to go from school to do performing arts I wanted to go and do drama and performance studies and this and that and the other and they finally agreed to let me do it on the condition that I did an A-level in English language at the same time 
just in case. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. I was like, where am I going to go with specifically English language if I'm not, if I'm, you know? But anyway, I didn't do it till later anyway. But I've, I've literally, we could talk about this for hours, couldn't oh we? God, we really we could. So, what are you doing? What projects are your students working on at the moment? Tell me about some of the amazing pieces of art that they're creating at the moment Absolutely. for their projects. So, um, at the moment, they're working on an upcycling project, which is actually really nice. It's the whole idea of having something old, making it into something new, and I think it's really important, especially with you know, making it, making sure that you know we are doing things to help our, to help the world, to help the environment, less waste. Um, so it's mm. kind of letting them sort of see that aspect of it. So at the moment, they're looking at what they would, an object or something that they'd like to upcycle. And what's really nice about this project is that they also come up like with a brand name. They come up with marketing material in order to kind of sell this product as well. So they come up with pricing. They look at market research. So it's really nice. And they get to sort of share that with peers. And we do like a Dragon's Den sort of lesson as well. Oh, wow. Um, where we kind of give questions as well. So they do like a proper professional um, PowerPoint as well. And they have and like a pitch a and everything. Sheet. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really nice. I mean, they dread it thinking, oh, my God, I've got to present in front of my peers. But it's nice. It's it's not exactly very formal. It's informal. And it's just kind of sharing those ideas in a different way. So that's what they're currently working on. And then after Christmas, that's when we'll be focusing on um, the final major project, which yeah. all the students love. So all the students in all four areas will be doing final major project where they can focus on any theme, any topic that they are interested in. So we've had like learners in the past where they've looked at like politics, they've looked at Black Lives Matter. I had a student who was obsessed with chocolate one of the years and she wanted to do her whole I like her already. On that. Exactly. I was yeah. like, I'm giving you a distinction. Pass. You are so good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they can look at so many different things. So, you know, like I said before, we've had quite a few people looking into architecture. Two of our students actually this September actually went to study um architecture and they've got this whole idea that they want to have a business together and all sorts and I was like well when you're earning loads of money don't forget you need to make me a lovely beautiful house and no pressure yeah. at all um, so yeah so I think it, they really love all that part of it because that project is theirs it's not us saying to them you need to do this that etc they can do whatever they want from it they get to research into any artists that they like that really inspire them um, they start kind of gathering their own primary and secondary resources, thinking about how they're going to create their piece. They yeah. put like an exhibition label together. So it's really, really lovely that they just get to kind of have their own stamp on this. And they always tend to use that sort of project when they go to university as part of their portfolio. So it's lovely. And I think it's about giving them that individuality as well. Absolutely. But also, also the best thing about everything there is that not only are they learning the skills to upcycle whatever it is that they're doing, they're learning to be a business owner, they're learning to be a manager, they're learning to be a marketing person, they're learning to be an administrator, all things that are completely transferable, even if they never upcycle anything again in their life everything that they learned through that project on a creative arts course has set them up for something that they are going to go on to when they're an adult, right? 
Absolutely. And that's what it's about. You know, when we're putting these lessons together and we're doing our schemes of work and we're sequencing things, that is the whole point of it because we want to give them that knowledge, that skill. We want to ensure that they've got the correct behaviour and the attitude for that working industry so that these people can just walk into a job and they've already got all those, you know, soft skills and all that sort of industry, that experience that they need for the industry. And that's what it's about, really. It hundred percent is. It hundred percent is. Do you ever have um CPD days at college where the kind of the creative arts department kind of lead the CPD days for kind of the other groups or the other the other kind of departments or anything? And is there anything any kind of funny stories that you can finish with today of how the creative arts are just brilliant? Oh, I don't think I've got any funny stories, unfortunately. <laughs> and if I did, I think my colleagues would kill me if I shared it. Um, <laughs> but I think um, in terms of like the CPD, I mean, we share things, you know, as much as we kind of can. Um, but we've not really done much on a wider scale. And I think that is something that we should probably do a lot more. Um, yeah. But reasons being, you know, I think the past couple of years we've really been focused on Ofsted and we have had that visit, thank goodness, and we got a good overall, which is fantastic. Um, so I think, you know, moving forward, we would like to do that. Um, and we are going to hopefully be starting to do CPD sessions where each staff member can share something from their specialism because we all have different specialisms and different backgrounds and it'd be really nice Absolutely. to kind of share that so that was actually something that we discussed on the previous staff development day just um, before we came back from the half term so that's something that we're kind of hoping to kind of move forward um, and that's what it's about it's about kind of sharing that best practice as well because yeah. we're all specialists in our different areas but just learning a bit more and kind of expanding our knowledge on that it's really important um, and I'm a big big believer in always doing CPD and I mean my log is huge anyway because I always <laughs> want to see what's going on and just getting involved really and that's what it's 100%. about you need to be learning you need to be upskilling yourself especially if you're upskilling these young people who you know are going to be the leaders of tomorrow as well so yeah absolutely oh Rupinda I have had the best evening chatting oh, to you thank tonight you. thank you so much for coming on to Teachers Talk Radio and celebrating how wicked the creative arts are because they are it's they're just pleasure. they're just amazing will you come back and talk to us again absolutely. uh maybe after the fmps tell us about your exhibition oh that would be amazing absolutely i'd love to do that thank you sarah i'll definitely have you back if that's all right with you and all right with absolutely. tom and everyone as well i'm just i'm just booking people now i'm here <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Rupinda. No and problem. also don't forget check out um tomorrow morning at 11 a.m on teachers talk radio if you get a minute to yourself AI with art and writing at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, which I think sounds brilliant. I'll be there. Very excited for that. Thank you so much, Rupinda. You take care. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. That was Rupinda Santu, my guest this evening, who is the Curriculum Manager for Creative Arts Industries Department at Sandwell College for Visual Arts. And I am just so chuffed that she spent the evening celebrating her awesome department with me this evening. Thank you so much again to our sponsors for this evening, which are the John Cat Education. Um, if you want to check them out, visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles. And of course, Witherslag Group, who are the leading provider of specialist education and care. Check them out at Witherslag Group, with a Slack Group, not with a Slade Group, with a Slack Group. 
facebook.com forward slash careers. I will see you in a fortnight. I'm here again a week on week next Monday. So two weeks today. I will see you again. Thank you so much to Tom for his awesome show beforehand as well with his great guests. And I will see you in two weeks time. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited to do more shows with you. Take care. Have a great rest of your evening. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio.